Welcome everybody to episode 18 of the Tasteful Podcast. My name's Jordan. And I'm Aaron Brueggemann. And I'm Jordan Frith. And I'm Aaron James Brueggemann. And I'm Jordan Dean Frithnut. And I'm Aaron James Brueggemann Delta. Is that legal yet or? No, I'm just adding Delta because that's my company name. Eventually I'll get to my full address and like I'll be in the Earth universe. I noticed your Twitch... Uh, oh, Isle, Isle, Isle of, AJ. of AJ. So is that your Animal Crossing? Code? No, it's I've just it's Isle of AJ because it's like my island in the internet. Okay, fair enough. Very nice. Well, that, well that's <laughs> how, and I, I drew that little logo and I was like, oh, I'm happy with oh, this I didn't logo. Actually notice the logo. I'll, I'll 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 check back. I'll check back. Okay, you I'm meant sorry. To notice the I'm logo. Sorry. I spent three hours on that. Well, maybe spend three hours streaming and you might get people who know he'll notice it. Burn. Yeah, I will. I was going to stream right, this afternoon, but then you watched the to podcast. My, my collection of songs Terrible that music. Oh wow, my collection of songs that define my music taste right now. Uh, I've you know started out with uh, in my life listening to what the first song I I ever remember listening to is "I Miss You" by Blink One Eighty Two. Right. Do you know that song? No. You know, don't waste your time on me. You're already the voice inside my head. I miss you. Miss you. you don't know. That. Oh, come on. No, I don't. Oh, I'm sorry for all the cringe that I just created. <laughs> um, but Jordan, before we get into that. Yes. What flavor is this one? Bacon? Maple bacon. <laughs> Yay. Now that's why I saved it for your episode. Oh, Cause I was right. like, you might like maple bacon better than I another, like chicken. It's another ASMR oh, yeah. experience. Um, I just oh. need to mark it so I know where to. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> you, you, you just, uh, <laughs> just changed. No, okay. I will say I'm suspicious. I'm suspicious because we did have creamy bacon at the movies and it wasn't great. So let's take a listen. Listen, <laughs> oh, a taste. The bacon tastes like cheese and bacon balls. Bacon. Mm. Yeah, it's like you uh, get it, hit it, with the maple, and then the bacon comes in afterwards and cleans up. Yeah. Well, I can agree with the bacon, but. But like you're kind of expecting the cheese, but you don't get the cheese. You just get the bacon, you know, like yeah, with the cheese and bacon balls. Like it's obviously not cheesy. Yeah, you just have the bacon part of the piece of bacon. I think these are okay. Like yeah. I think worthy of a snack for sure. Something new, definitely, but not something I would come back to on a regular occasion. No, I think um, the chicken's that one for me if I yeah. was going to, but... Do they have any other flavors? No, these are the only two that I could see, unfortunately. It's interesting how they chose ba uh, bacon as a primary one. You'd think that they'd have like, you know, uh, like a cheese and onion or... Well, I think that's what the chicken one was. It was kind of like their... It was kind of like their staple, yeah, this'll be good kind of thing. But then the maple bacon's like their more experimental one. Yeah. This does taste better than the stuff that we have at the cinemas. But if you have art at the cinemas, I'll just give you a bag of our, <laughs> our creamy bacon because it's <laughs> like... We're not selling it. Yeah, okay. This oh. podcast has gone up to a great top. Yeah. Okay. So, my music taste. What is it? Yeah, Pe when, what is it? Okay, when people ask me, so what kind of music do you like? I Sometimes I am... Like those basic people where I'm like, 
Oh, you know, just a bit of everything. But you really are a bit of... Which is just the worst answer. It's like, okay, I know, now know nothing more about your music taste. But it, it is kind of true though. Okay, sorry. We should have asked this in my episode. Yeah. But how would you describe my musical taste? Your musical taste? Would um, I would describe it as a definitely alternative kind of indie rock, um, reminiscent of like 2000s onwards. I don't, you don't listen to much from beforehand unless they are kind of like you know the hits of like the but but you don't closely follow any pre-2000s artists so i would say generally kind of indie alternative uh triple j or or kind of triple j but also more alternative yeah it's like not not necessarily like hipster bands but at the same time kind of like that um those kind of folky kind of Sounds re- re- indie rock alternative. Yeah, uh, reminiscent of like you know those kind of like Scandinavian kind of bands, and then like a lot of European influence, and then um, a bit of British as well. And America chucked in there. For yeah, good, for good, good measure. For good measure. <laughs> <laughs> so what I say is, oh yeah, a lot of it is British. Yeah, like uh, Mumford and Sons, especially, and Amber Run is um, American. I think American. Um, Amber Run and Half Life are American. Yeah, you have. Um, Coldplay, Bastille, and um, is Bastille? Oh, no, maybe he's American as well. I, no, there was a music video filmed in America, so I'm fairly sure they'd be American. Okay, well, that's <laughs> not how it works at all. But sure. no, but like, <laughs> no, you film in the place that's most convenient for the artist, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it really depends. Um, I, I'm fairly yeah. sure they're American. Okay, cool. American, American, American. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. Back on the rails. Sure. Jordan, this is your show. Go ahead. What I... <laughs> Finally, he's admitted it. Okay. <laughs> Shut up about the pizza, Jordan. So I listen to anything as long as it's written well, which is kind of like a, kind of a given, but tells a good story. That's what I've, I've... That's what I love. I love listening to mostly albums. Um, I do have like a couple playlists where I'll... Like I, I came up with a summer playlist last year that I love that I just like to put on. Like I kind of like imagine like would this fit with friends over at a beach party or like at a barbecue or something. So that's kind of like my vibe there. Um, that just has a bunch of random songs, but for the most part, I listen to albums. Um, I, I see albums as auditory kind of movies because I always, 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 no matter like if I love a song, I'll come up with a music video for it in my head. And I'll, um, I'll create connections within albums as long as it, they kind of permit that um, to create a whole co- cohesive story. So, <laughs> so I just crunch in the background. Um, I'm sorry, everyone. It's okay. So I, I, I love concept albums. So a concept album is an album that has um, a continuous theme or story within it. Um, I guess probably the most the most uh, influential slash famous concept album would have to be um, like Pink Floyd's, like Dark Side of the Moon and The Wall. They all have um, like a, there's a consistent narrative. There's a consistent moral of the story that they're trying to teach you that. So I love those. I love discovering, um, discovering albums that allow you to uh, just be taken away. So that's my, uh, that's what I look for. Um, so I'll be talking about specific examples 
as well as, yeah, I, I just like albums that just give you a feeling because music's so important to me because it, um, it sounds so like cheesy, but like, I feel as though a lot of the time music's the only thing that will understand me. Like I sound like, so, like such teenage, teenage angst, but like sometimes like you just feel something, you just yeah. feel an emotion. You, you, it's hard to talk about with someone else, but like you put on that one song that, you know, will be suitable for that situation. And it's like this song understands you. Like this music understands what you're feeling right now. That could be happiness. That could be sadness. You know, it could be yeah. if, if anything. Um, that's why, oh, man, I love music. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll get started with my... Sorry, not just give me a second. I need to sort out the recorder. Sure. Oh, good. Because the card is full. Oh, okay. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I'm just getting my episode off and then we'll be good. So Less than a minute remaining. So Aaron, what'd you do at school today? Um, <sighs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I got frustrated... I came home. I I got less frustrated at home. I got That's less good. frustrated at school. I was doing stuff. <laughs> I made I, I made pictures. You made pictures. <laughs> yes. Um. Well, no. I made um floor plans, like dimensions of rooms oh, okay. with actual. I had so much fun doing that. I actually went around and measured rooms. Oh. And yes, I, I love that. I, I, I measured rooms and then illustrated them out and then made them dimensionally perfect with all the right angles and all the right corners. Yeah, and it was fun because lots of the rooms, because it's a musical space, are non-parallel because yeah. that helps with acoustics. Yeah, yeah. So it's oh, it's great for acoustics, but absolutely terrible, terrible. for drawing. <laughs> so I love me a good floor plan. Uh, floor, floor plan. plan. <laughs> floor plan, man. I've slowly um, been. I've made multiple floor plans of the building I work in over the last year. But like, every might time not I want to admit that to your employer because they'd just be like, "What are we paying Aaron for again?" <laughs> Making floor plans, apparently. <laughs> so um, fourth floor plan this week. That's just, what been up to. Well, every time I do it, it gets better than the last one. Oh yeah, like more accurate and like more detailed. Like eventually, nice. I'm probably going to have a full 3D model that's to scale that you could walk through. Whoa, Aaron, are you serious? You got to slow down, boy. Who knows? I'm halfway there. You're halfway there. Basically. I've already like done it in 2D. I'm, like I'm so close to having a fully like rendered 3D environment. I just have to do one to... more day. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never go live that down. All right, let's get back onto the road. We, we ready? Might have to sync. No, I'll, I'll just, I'll sync while you're playing the first song. Sure. Sounds good. So the first song I'm going to play is called I'm, uh, I'll Come Running by Brian Eno. I spoke a little bit about it. But I Brian. won't come running, Jordan. Well, you Sorry. know what, Aaron? <laughs> Sorry. This Sorry, is about the song. Yeah, I know. I need to stop interrupting. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a terrible co-host. We know this. Yeah. Like, well, you're more of my assistant. But anyways. Uh... <laughs> Boy, if anything, you're my assistant. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> so Brian Eno, uh, I talked a bit about him in the last podcast. He's um, He became kind of popular in the 70s with his ambient music, which I spoke about. But he also came up with some... Um, just really awesome experimental albums. Um, they're so hard to describe. Um, my favorite album by him is An Another Green World. It featured heavily in the movie Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Have you seen that yet? 
I keep asking. I keep no, thinking. but I know that um, the guy who played Ron Swanson is in it. Um, yeah, um, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, so that's probably why I'm going to watch it now. Yeah, he's he's fantastic <laughs> in that movie. He's he's uh, the main character's dad who eats everything, mm. like like uh like like octopus and like all that kind of like crazy stuff. He always has some weird snack. He's fantastic. Right. He, yeah, um, he's a theater actor. Yeah, that's his background. Yeah, yeah, from Chicago. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, I've been watching way too many. <laughs> on videos on YouTube. <laughs> so I found out about Brian Eno through that movie, Me and Earl and... Um, the Dying Girl. Yeah, <laughs> Me and Earl and The Dying Girl. And he just has just fantastic soundscapes with his albums. Um, they all take you on a journey through somewhere. This one, Another Green World. I imagine it being like a Wally situation with with uh, the first song is called Sky Saw on this one. And um, it's all mechanical and uh, harsh to listen to. But... I kind of imagine that after that, there's a kind of like a takeoff where um, we go out and as humanity, we try and find different uh, different planets to settle on. So I, I kind of imagine each song is a different um, planet. Yeah, a different planet. So this one's called I'm, I'll Come Running. It's it's a, it's a one of his more pop kind of sound sounding ones. Um, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I'll just, I'll just kind of play the beginning and we'll, uh, yeah, take a listen. Yeah, so I didn't get to the chorus, but um, that's just kind of like a feel for the vibe. Um, what what did you feel, Aaron, when you listened to that? I feel like um, this little excerpt from Wikipedia about the artist, um, self-described non-musician. A self-described non-musician, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I yeah, I kind of like that. I can I can feel the vibe to it, kind of yeah, thing. Like it has that seventies. You said. Yeah. Yeah, it has that kind of. Feel seventies? <laughs> you said like <laughs> sorry. It's got that. Oh, what decade was this released? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. So seventies. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was uh, like, I, that's the decade I'd say it's from. Um, almost. I think it's probably just how it was recorded, but it sounds like a lot like um, uh, I ran away by the flock of sea by flock yeah, of seagulls. Yeah, it has yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of sound to it like like not the feel of the song but like that mm. kind of well uh, sound if that makes sense yeah. the, the the album um was one of the earlier kind of uses of the synthesizer but um for a lot of it brian Eno never uses like quantization or something well which is for those that are, that don't know if you if you quantize that that kind of means um that kind of means that you uh specify the exact duration of um specific notes so let's say you play a piano piece and then you quantize it it makes it sound a bit more like neat and like 
like to kind yeah, of understand it gets rid of the imperfections yeah exactly in the music. That, that, yeah, and exactly. there's different levels of quantizing yeah. you do like yeah yeah so he, ne- he never gets rid of the imperfections if something happens in it then he'll just like run Happy with accidents. it accidents yeah exactly he, bo- he Bob Ross is yeah Rob- he, oh my gosh okay Another Green World <laughs> is essentially Bob Ross the album I would say because it gives off those amazing lush soundscapes um, so yeah that's just a little taste of Brian Eno that's kind of I, I wanted to show that one because it was a bit more of on the experimental side a uh, band that I've been getting into recently is the Paper Kites they've got a really great album called On the Corner Where You Live. Um, and what I might actually do is I might actually read the synopsis, which is what got me into the Paperwork Kites because, well, I mean, one thing I love about music is cover art, like album cover art. I absolutely love because what I, whenever I think of songs, I usually think of, at least when I'm starting out, I always think of the cover art that it comes with and then like how that relates um i don't know if it'll actually give me the album info one sec go to artist oh it's not not connected that's okay Mm, but basically but basically um the paper kites did this album called on the corner where you live the way i see it uh, my interpretation of it is it's a love story between people living across the road from each other in apartment buildings and they they don't usually speak very often but they write songs about each other um they did kind of it's kind of unbeknownst to each other for the first half of the album and it's kind of um yeah so it's got a very new york vibe the the cover art features a uh a girl um against a window in a like a new york kind of like sky skyline and it's just yeah. it's just absolutely beautiful going back to what you were talking about in, in the previous podcast aaron about um the uh imagine dragon's fourth album being like a companion i guess to their third album this is exactly what the paper kites did and i think they did it very successfully because on the corner where you live was a um album that was released after their other one called on the train ride home so on the train ride home was like the much more kind of like acoustic kind of vibe. And then on the corner where you live is where it kind of all picks up and kind of like wraps up this story of these two people. Um, so I'm going to be playing on the corner where you live, which is the title song. Um, and yeah, just take a quick listen. Oh, wait, it's turned down. <laughs> Great job, Jordan. Take two. <laughs>
So yeah, that's uh, just kind of a bit of a snippet to kind of give off the vibe. If you kind of like that um, uh, the kind of sound that you hear there, um, I would definitely recommend checking out the album. It's a really good story. Um, it's not exactly like cut clear, but you it gives definitely enough clues for you to kind of form your own story about what's happening. And um, it's, yeah, it's just an amazing visual experience. The next song I have for you is American Pie by Don McLean. Do you know this song, Aaron? Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. Yeah. That's about it. American Sorry. Pie is such an amazing song because it, it um, encapsulates the what is known as the death of rock and roll itself. Um, the day the music died, which is when uh, Buddy Holly... Richie Valens and the Big Bopper, which were three massive um, uh, rock and roll stars, died in a plane crash in 1959. And Don McLean wrote this song about how, when he was a paper boy, he found out about this and um, like read the stories and like, well, his heroes just died, you know? Yeah. So he kind of um, wrote this song, goes to eight and a half minutes about how life changed beyond, beyond that point. And it's such a, the lyrics themselves are absolutely beautiful and um this song uh put me on to other songs by don mclean he's got some really good bangers like uh prime time is another song that he does absolutely fantastic um but he also has some nice slow ones is uh his more famous one is uh, called vincent about vincent van gogh how he was you know the classic story of how he was just uh kind of misunderstood of his time um and how his the his kind of like ridicule led him to suicide, or at least what we believe was suicide. So, um, Don McLean, very fantastic writer. I'll just play a little bit of American Pie. Excellent. I'll go to the classic. I mean, everyone knows this song. It's kind of autobiographical, um, the way he's written it. A little musical fact for you is, um, yeah, so he says, bye-bye, Miss American Pie. I drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Um, the levee, a levee is the, the edge of a river, like a river mm-hmm. bank. And people used to take their uh, cars, like a Chevrolet, um, to, their, to the levee to race. So it's like he's, like he's going back to the river, but no one's there anymore because we've moved on, you know? Mm. So it's kind of like that kind of like, in a sense, death of a specific culture. Yeah. Do you have any memories of that song, Aaron, or any? Probably only the pop culture references since yeah. its release kind of thing. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Daft Punk. 
I love Daft Punk. You were the first person to ever show me Daft Punk. I was I? Um, was it Technologic? technologic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> technologic. That will yeah. have to be like the Aaron's music history. Kind yeah. Of That'll be thing. number one. Oh, you know. No. That- Remember that like Funk Soul Brother? Oh yeah, there's some there's some good I songs s- from my childhood. I specifically <laughs> remember playing around with like your your disco uh, board or something. Disco board, yeah. I think that so. your dad made for disco you. Desk. Disco desk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Aaron had it's like literally a- just a, bl- a piece of wood with a um, power Co- board in it. Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> that was, was like it. painted like rainbow or something. Oh yeah, it was like it was black colors. with like sparkles. And yeah, everything. It was, it, was, it was really cool. Yeah, I was it was jealous. cool. I, I really. I hope we didn't get rid of it. We might have gotten rid of it. Yeah. That's probably very sad if we did. So Aaron had like a little strobe and like a, a light fog ball, machine. Light and ball. What was one of those like gobo things? Like one of those like t- turning like globe things with like different colored Dots. lights. Yeah, it's a disco ball. Yeah, okay, cool. And it's different to a mirror ball, which is a ball covered in mirrors. Yeah. It's, so yeah, <laughs> so that that was my introduction to Daft Punk. I've never listened to them for another eight years after that. But you know, um, Technologic. So yeah, so Daft Punk has four different albums. Um, Discovery, which is their second, is probably my favorite of theirs. Um, but Random Access Memories, which came out in 2013 and won the Grammy for the best album of the year, mm. um, was fantastic. It's I describe Random Access Memories um, like walking through a museum of like highly curated art from many different periods. But like this art wasn't like created by hand. It was created through listening to music. Like yeah. it's so hard to describe. Is that like, the one that has the entire album as a music vi- animated music video? No, that one's discovery. Okay. Yeah. 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 So um, I, I will mention what Aaron just said though um, for their album discovery which is more like mostly a dance album um that would be played in like you know clubs Clubs. and stuff um they did a movie called interstellar 5555 the secret of the uh the story of the secret star system um where they literally teamed up with one of their childhood like um and like a forgot his name but like you know how like heo miyazaki is like the guy that does all the studio ghibli stuff it's like yeah he's another like japanese kind of like artist that's very well known in his field um, so they teamed up with him and turned the album into a movie. It's so fantastic. Cool. It's so cool. Like, 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 that's one of the main sources of inspiration for my Strange Trails movie, which is like a kind of like an emulation of that sort of thing. Mm. But it's done so well. I've only seen it once, but I bought it on DVD in America, nice. and I've got a physical copy. And I was, I was, I was shocked when I, saw, I was shook when I saw that man. <laughs> like brand new as well, man. Oh, that was that's probably one of my most proud. Okay, so Random Access Memories. This is just to kind of introduce people to Daft Punk that have only heard One More Time or Get Lucky or Lose Yourself to Dance. Yeah. Um, I'll just play a bit of their peach, uh, peach, <laughs> their piece called Touch. That's how that happened. Their peach called Touch. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's a lot. It's kind of like, I guess you could say the like Bohemian Rhapsody in the sense that it's all kind of like one long song that goes through different genres. Right. It's it's very weird. I'll play it.
pictures came with touch a painter in my mind tell me what you see a tourist in a dream a visitor it seems a half forgotten song where do i belong tell me what you see i need something more this is that was so weird yeah it's strange isn't it because uh, I've, I've only ever really heard their more dance ones like it started from technologic and then all their kind of more yeah modern ones and um the album discovery but i've never heard that before yeah it's it's very you wouldn't expect that to be daft punk no you, well you i can know. i can kind of see it like especially yeah. at the beginning and but like if you were to like, if you were to come across that on the radio you wouldn't be like oh that's daft punk like what you know like yeah. it's, a bit, it's a bit strange but like it's not necessarily much out of their genre yeah. especially for this album because they go through so many different um, time periods. Um, the beginning of one of the songs called Giorgio by Moroda. Uh, Giorgio Moroda, for those that don't know, um, was an artist that started in the 70s with a lot of uh, synthesizer music. So he kind of paved the way for the early kind of stages of uh, dance club synthesizer stuff. So, so there's like nine minute song called Giorgio by Maroda that they did. And it starts off with like a song. Um, oh, when I was 15, kind of 16, when I really started to play I might, guitar, that might be on the other side. I definitely wanted to become a musician. It was almost impossible yeah, because it was, the dream was so big. And what they actually did I is, um, cause he talks about how he wanted, um, how he wanted to do a, an album with sounds of the 70s, the sounds of the 80s and the sound of the future. What they did is they got three microphones, one that was made in the 70s, one in the 80s, and then one that was made recently, like in 2010, to record him. So as he moves along in these different stages of his life, they move to microphones that were made for that era. And it's like, like really, like no one's going to really like tell, but it's, it's great having that, um, care and production put into an album mm. and man it paid off um, so I'd really recommend uh, for those that aren't really into the doof 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 um, stuff to check out Random Access Memories by Daft Punk because it's it's a it's almost a love letter to all the different genres of music um, they've really teamed up with a lot of um, musicians from you know the days gone by and um, really made an awesome album mm. so that's that one. Um, what's next? We have The Plastic Age by The Buggles. The Buggles. Yes. Yeah, so, do you know the other song that they do? Aaron. Uh, were, clean, were... clean. Yes, you're right. I'm surprised you remember that. But they, yeah, I remember they... <laughs> that. I've like watched that music video like four times. <laughs> and like, like every year or so, yeah. I'll just go on your YouTube channel and watch all your music videos. <laughs> so, you're where the views come from. Yeah. I figured it out. Yeah, like... Especially those two you made with Casey during yeah. year 11. I just go back to them and I'm like, they're so cool. I'm really proud of the 1975 H&SCC one. Yeah. Especially that shot with Casey. Man, I love that one. But mm. that's 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 a whole other tangent. Tangent! So the Buggles are known for Video Killed the Radio Star, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. It's a, it's a banger. Yeah, it's so good. Um, <laughs> I don't really listen to it that much anymore, but um, that came from a concept album. Well, they the, after that song became popular, they then wrote pretty much a concept album around um, 
humanity's obsession and love of computers. So it's kind of set in the future where everyone kind of like has um, like, yeah, like a, a massive dependence on computers. And it's, it's, it's an amazing album because this is way before computers became commercialized. It was quite ahead of its time. So I'm just going to play a little bit of The Plastic Age, which is the first song in The Age of Plastic, which is the album. And it starts off real weird. Just like you. Yeah, so that is the Plastic Age. Um, if you like the sound of that, I would definitely check a, uh, recommend checking out their album, The Age of Plastic. Um, fantastic. Uh, there are just so many bangers in that album. Like one of my favorite albums of all time. Mm. What do you think about that one, Aaron? I'm fairly sure I've listened to most of that album yeah. myself. I'm, the album art, I don't know. I just don't like it for some reason. You don't like reason. it? I love it's, it. I just find it so off-putting for some reason. Yeah. Well, I guess that's kind of how it's supposed to be. Um, it's uh, For those that don't know, it's so hard to describe. But it's... It's uh, like a posterized Yeah, like, like the, pop art kind of style. Except it's got lines going through it. And it's, it's like pancake art. You know pancake art? Kind of looks like pancake uh, art. Yeah, <laughs> a bit. But it's got lines going through it as if as if you're on a t- television screen or... I don't like it. No, 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 I don't. <laughs> Does it like unsettle you from like a kind of phobic standpoint or from like an artistic... I think view? it's because it's um, the horizontal lines are causing a bit of a motion effect on um, all the contrasting oh. bits. So like his hair, like when you move or look at it yeah, differently. Yeah, I sort moves. of understand that. I think that's what's putting okay. me off. Well, stylistically, I really enjoy it. Um, like I'm fine with the um, video killed the radio star single. Like the... Maybe because it's in lower resolution. The, the thing I do like about it though is that there's on the other side of the album because up 
on the top, you have the first four songs of the album. On the other side of the, when you get the actual LP, it's the other band member because there's two band members and he's done it in a stylized manner as well. There's the other four songs. So it's, it, it, it like totally sells the vibe of the album. The vibe. The vibe. We gotta love the vibe and a banger, a banging vibe. So Aaron, what was the first concert you went to? First concert was Coldplay. Coldplay, right. And, and how was that for you? It was a weird experience because it was my first actual large-scale concert. Yeah. It's like the largest concert you can kind of see in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Like whole yeah. whole stadium sold out kind of large. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of not a concert guy. It's a bit overwhelming for me, but right. um, no, it was good. I've only been to two concerts. Both of these uh, artists show up on my list. First one was public service broadcasting. PSB. Yeah. So... Public service broadcasting, not to be confused with the public broadcasting service, which is PBS. Entirely, yeah, entirely different thing. Public <laughs> service broadcasting, what they do is they're a British band and what they do is, I keep saying what they do, but I never say. What they do is they get archived footage and archived audio and they turn those into songs. So, for example... I've, I heard one of Probably, them. I've probably put on one of them. The one I'm going to play for there's, you... There's... Um, one about a kid with a cowboy shooting? No, is that, is, I've got no idea what you're talking about. But no, a cowboy but, shooting. But the music video is like a, it's like a stage where you have all these different people in these little different scenes and like it cuts. And That is um, the avalanches. Oh, okay. So and that's Frontier Psychiatrist. Which Frontier I'm, Psychiatrist. That's what I'm thinking of. Sorry. Yes. I, I, the, the avalanches are another you know, <laughs> band I will... Uh, I should probably actually play that song instead of the one that I was going to play, actually. Yeah. Um, Frontier Psychiatrist. Yeah. So that's, it's called sampling. So, yeah. Uh, the Avalanche is a master for like sampling. This, it, this is sampling, but it's more so um, uh, turning them into kind of more cohesive stories. Public service broadcasting, every album has a different story. So, their second album was The Race for Space. So, every song um, uh, is kind of like. Uh, written a, a, about a specific event that happened. So they've got one called Gagarin, named after Yuri Gagarin, the first man to the moon. Uh, the one There's one about Sputnik, there's one Valentina, a really nice slow piece about the first woman in space. The other side, when um, the first ever manned mission um, going past the dark side of the moon is a fantastic song because they actually lost, uh, predictably, they lost contact with the vessel. Um, because they obviously couldn't get any, you know, signals. Can't get signal through rock. Yeah. So it's a fantastic piece um, about kind of like them floating through the dark, unknown of the dark side of the moon. It's fantastic. Um, but this one is the climax of the album, which is the moon landing. So I'm just going to play for you the beginning of it. And then if you'd like to listen to the end, which is just amazing, I'll um, encourage you to do so in your own time. But I'll just play the beginning. I apologize if we can hear clip. This is Apollo Control at 102 hours into the flight of Apollo 11. It's grown quite quiet here in Mission Control. A few moments ago, Flight Director Gene Kranz uh, requested that everyone sit down, get prepared for events that are coming. 
and I close with the remark, good luck to all of you. Imagine like you're you're in the vessel and you've got to be the first people to walk on the moon, man. Like in, these are obviously you know from the actual mission. We're missing half of the goes. Oh, because it's mono. Capcom or go for power descent. That's cool. I'm definitely gonna check. I'm actually, surprisingly, I'm checking out basically everything you're mentioning. Oh, I'm glad. Well, so far. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm just gonna <laughs> switch my audio to mono so we get all of it. Um, yeah. No, 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 no. You can play stereo because it's recording stereo. It's just playing mono oh, on this. Oh, okay. Yeah, sweet. So cool. we don't get stereo, but the audience gets. Oh, stereo. okay. I didn't know that. All right, sweet. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, and I'm fairly sure that's where the glitching's coming from because it's like a massive yeah, loop of cabling and adapters and junk. So um, you you heard in the chorus there, um, the flight controller is going like, uh, uh, he, he's asking the different departments whether they want to continue with the mission or abort. Mm. Um, and you can, you can view all the actual like footage online and stuff, which I've done because I'm a fanatic. Um, but man, that song is just a fantastic climax to an awesome album. And man, live, that song was so good. That band is so good. Public service broadcasting. I can't talk them up enough. Anyways, those are my honorable mentions. I got six instead of five. I apologize, but I just had to. Can I just say, we're at the same length as my Your podcast. podcast. <laughs> and we so, haven't even got into okay, it. Okay, 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 okay. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Let me move on. So the second band... I've been distracting. Yeah, the second band <laughs> I ever saw was Always. Okay, Always. A-L-V-V-A-Y-S, but it's pronounced Always. Always. <laughs> there is... Uh, it's, it's, it's only genre or like a feeling that I've wanted to like feel, I guess, in song form for the last couple of years. It's kind of like a... Always give off a... Let's run, let's us two young people in love go and run around and do fun stuff because we're young and adventurous and um, we just love each other a lot, I guess. I don't know, yeah. like, like, cause I'm, I'm quite the hopeless romantic in terms of like my own like views. Like I'm like, like, yeah, I just love that kind of romantic kind of um, feeling, I guess. Um, and man, always has some really just, heartbreaking and also inspiring songs about what it's like to be young and in love. Um, the song I'm going to play for you is called A Top of Cake and it's about this um, girl who um, is engaged to this man. Well, they're both, I'm guessing they're both, they're just a young couple that's in love and she's starting to have second thoughts. She's starting to think that everything is going a little bit too quickly. Um, so I'll just play for that. I'll just play that for you now. Oh, is that a problem with this album? It's not playing anything at all. Oh wait, maybe it's turned down. <laughs> that that would explain okay. it. But uh, we'll, we'll have to edit this a little bit. But um, 
um, the first bit you'll only be able to hear one of the guitars. It's like very stereo in the first bit, then it collides. But anyway, right. So that was always 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 from Canada. Amazing, so tight live. Amazing, amazing, amazing. But that's that's a song that I didn't hadn't fallen in love with yet until after the concert. So now I wish I had like appreciated it more. Mm. You know, but how how do they sound live? Do they sound similar to the recording, or do they actually sound like more normal and less like? Okay, I will say this: they sound very similar to the recording. Okay, but that is almost a detractor of it because. 
when I saw public service broadcasting, they're like, they're a pretty like team group. Like they're not rock in any circumstance, but they added a lot more. Um, so like, uh, let's say in go, for example, like if it went with the guitar part, they'd like, they just shred just a little bit more and like, just go like, just give it that extra something that you wouldn't hear on the album. But they didn't, um, they didn't really do that. Um, live, but like vocally, vocally speaking, um, fantastic mm. and um yeah that, that's something i'm usually kind of disappointed with if like if there's a band out there that like can't really be a tight band you know like it's kind of disappointing but that's that, that's that's a whole different conversation now neon indian is a band that i loved um for a good couple of years in my senior years and that really got me through a lot um it's definitely not my favorite song and it's definitely not even the most accessible song, but it's a song that kind of gives a glimpse into the kind of storytelling that I like with music. So there's a song called Heart Decay. It's one of three interludes within um, the album Era Extraño and Era Extraño is about the process of a breakup. It's a concept album about um, everything from the initial, um, the initial shock of it to the you know the kind of anger then the kind of like depression and then eventually acceptance this is in the very middle of the album when um the song that i did for my hsc hex girlfriend just finished and it's a very fun kind of number um but this is kind of where i I see the the character that's been broken up with kind of sits down and um you'll 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 hear like a voice message in the background and just kind of imagining like that's just one of his friends coming to check in on them but they're so depressed that they don't want to they don't they don't want to do anything other than just stare out into the balcony and just look at the city lights and it's like a minute and a half but it it captures so much so it's a short song but here's heart decay See, it's just kind of like a short kind of, I guess, just like a glimpse into like the the mind of a heartbroken individual. Mm. What do you, how, how do you feel when you listen to that? 
I honestly, I felt like falling asleep. <laughs> but no, I um, I, I I like the style of it. Like it's just something you can just sort of groove to and appreciate. I probably can't hear it as deeply, like yeah, as deeply as you. Yeah, are because yeah. yeah, because it is like the. It's like it's it's a scene from a movie, you know. Like, like yeah. I guess is the way you could kind of treat it, in which like it's not going to make sense unless you listen to the whole thing. And um, you know, mm. it, it's it's the kind of not comic. It's not like comic relief, but like it's a, um, it's like relief from the bigger numbers. This is kind of like it's time to take a break, but it's also time to like be sad. I guess. Yeah. Um, and that that helped a lot in my <laughs> throughout year twelve. I'll say that much. So. The next song is Frontier Psychiatrist. I was originally <laughs> going to say Since I Left You by the Avalanches from the same album. Um, Since I Left You um, is an album released by the Avalanches in 2000 and they're a group based from Melbourne and what they do is they, well, they probably play instruments but on their albums they don't they don't play any instruments themselves. They completely construct songs all from other songs. So they'll take a drum beat from one, string section from another, a you know a vocal line from another and mash it together and this is how it sounds i'll actually you know what I'm, i'll quickly i'll quickly play the beginning of since i left you um and then i'll play the full uh frontier psychiatrist because frontier psychiatrist is quite an outlier in terms of the album since i left you is more is more what they're what they're kind of known for in that specific yeah album. um you'll hear an audio clip at the beginning. So I, I similarly kind of imagine this to be the, like, um, you know, you just heard this man say, get a drink, have a good time now, welcome to paradise. Like this album, when you put it on, it's time to be transported to another world. Like yeah. a, a, an ocean club on the Mediterranean Sea um, with, you know, cocktails and swimming pools. And mm. it's not time to be in your life right now. It's time to be taken away. Yeah. I also, I really like their style because it's basically they constructed all from samples yeah. and stuff but they have an they have an innate musicality to be able to construct these yeah. cohesive listen to listenable songs from mm. other stuff and it's 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 fantastic because yeah. um there's a i mean it was done in like 2000 but there was this little documentary thing that i've seen on youtube it's like a maybe a 12 minute video and you just see them see kind of like their process of going to um, a record store, choosing like some random albums, listening to it and be like, yeah, we can make something out of that one. Like there's a, there's a song called Summer Crane, which I'll quickly play. <laughs> Sorry. Says Jordan at I just 57 love music, minutes. <laughs> guy. I just love music so much. I'm sorry. Okay. 
Summer Crane. Where is it? Summer. Here we go. You, you um, in this uh, documentary, you, you hear them discover that um, little French sample, the Je Vois Uh Oh, and it's like these are all different songs, but it's something completely new. Yeah. So that's how they get around the copyright because it's fair use because it's transformative. Well, uh, fair use only exists in America. They did actually have to pay for all the rights to everything, literally over one thousand samples. It, wow! It took months for them to clear everything. Yeah, um, I can only, imagine. There only, and there was only one that they couldn't um, actually get permission for. But anyway, now knowing all of that, you may now listen to Frontier Psychiatrist, Psychiatrist, which is a taken from a little uh, comedy um, comedy radio skit done back in the sixties um, about this boy who's so bad that he's just going to be expelled from literally the public school system, which is like so ridiculous. But <laughs> anyways, here's Frontier Psychiatrist. Mr. Kirk, Dexter's in school. I'm afraid he's not, Miss Fishmore. Dexter's trilogy problem is way out of hand. The Baltimore County School Board have decided to expel Dexter from the entire public school system. Well, Mr. Kirk, I'm enough fed as you to learn Dexter's two and three, but surely expulsion is not the answer. I'm afraid expulsion is the only answer. It is the opinion of the entire staff that Dexter is criminally insane. Same, same, same. That boy needs therapy. 
Purely psychosomatic. That boy needs therapy. Lying down on the couch. What does that mean? You're a nut. You're crazy in the coconut. What does that mean? That boy needs therapy. I'm gonna kill you. That boy needs therapy. Granny Gazoo, let's have a two. I want to count three. That, 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 that boy, boy needs therapy. He was, he was white as a sheep. And he also made false teeth. <laughs> And that was Frontier Psychiatrist. Um, that boy needs therapy. You'll notice, it, you'll notice it kind of flowed into another song there. The entire album is one cohesive song, essentially. Like, <laughs> it, it, it continuously flows between... It doesn't stop until the end, you know? Mm. And I love that because it, it it just keeps on chugging. That yeah, but guess album. what, Jordan? What? That boy needs therapy. Yeah, Aaron loved that line. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that line. It's just like, yeah, that yeah. boy needs therapy. So... Uh, the the album since I left you was their first major release, and that's I think I think one of the critics described it as um, a chase through uh, a chase for love through um, a Mediterranean cruise or something, and that that's that's exactly how it how I <laughs> view it for some reason. Oh, um, all right, so we're up to. Our final two. Okay. After so long, I apologize. <laughs> what minute mark are we up to, Aaron? Like 104. 104. This, this could be That's the longest okay. podcast ever, Jordan. Oh, don't try me, Aaron. <laughs> but Aaron, like... I think that's what's so great about music is that you can spend so much time discussing it with just, people. Yeah. Like, it's... Scratching the surface, man. I, I know. There's so much like, more Like, this I is probably going to be like the first two in like a whole series oh, of yeah. us. If, if people music. like it, if people like it, if they if they'd rather, I mean, not everyone listens to podcasts because they want to listen to music. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> you know, uh, we'll 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 probably disperse these in throughout. But man, I just love music. Yeah, it, it, it's it, music works on so many levels. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what it is. It can be something you just put on in the background while you're doing something to something you can really get into and yeah, like just pick it apart. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
there's so much even within just one song. Like now I feel like I need to go home and just listen to all of these albums, even though that would just- like That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to edit these podcasts tonight. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go home and listen, listen to half to music, the stuff you, know? you mentioned. I remember when Hudson and I were over, um, we were flying over to America and it was late and everyone else was kind of asleep, but Hudson and I were still kind of awake and we're like, well, what should we watch? Because um, they had like you know, the screens on the plane. And we found a Daft Punk documentary and Hudson was the one who got me into Daft Punk. Um, so we watched that and afterwards. We like we both just said to each other, we want to just listen to more Daft Punk for a while. So we just mm. kind of did that. And, yeah. like Instead of sleeping and then you had jet lag. So congratulations. I tried to sleep afterwards, mate. <laughs> they, believe me. Okay. Let's get on. Top two for Jordan. All right. So Aaron, do you know if, if I had to choose one artist that have consistently listened to throughout my life, who would that be? Who would be my top artist of my entire life? Crazy Frog. No. Gummy Bear. <laughs> no. You know the answer. Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. Oh, you put me on the spot now. It's okay. Can I have a clue? Um, oh, it's not. No, it wouldn't be. Um, it wouldn't be Gorillas. No, that's. No, 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 no. Gorillas. Oh, um, oh, Owl, Owl City. Yes, yes. Yes. Thank you. I'm so glad you got that. So Our City was the first band I truly got into all of his music. So Adam Young is Our City. He started posting his songs on MySpace back in 2007. (laughs) What is his space? Yeah. (laughs) And he started getting popular from there. After that, he... um, Well, he did an EP, then he did an album, and then he got signed to Universal Music and created... Um, Fireflies which became a massive sensation across the world and then he released um, his album Ocean Eyes which is one of my favorite albums of all time what a fantastic what a fantastic album that is he then released another couple um, Good Time Charted but he wasn't really happy because ever since Ocean Eyes came out he was being pressured to create another Fireflies or another you know, big, you know, song that will like, you know, make yeah. uh, Republic a lot of money. But um, Adam's never been that kind of guy that wants that. So even though he loves Fireflies and he, he loves that, you know, it's led him to a lot of success. He's a very introverted person. Um, I mean, like, like he write, like he wrote like the first EP and album in his parents' basement sort of thing, you know, like uh, just kind of like, for fun with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it did become a bit more of a job and like, you know, he had to kind of like get more sales and stuff. So he released, um, after Ocean Eyes, he released another album called All Things Bright and Beautiful, which is, which is a great album. Don't get me wrong. Um, not as good as Ocean Eyes, but then he released The Midsummer Station, which had good time and a bunch of other like featured Pops. like pop songs. And it's like, you could just tell it wasn't him. Yeah. Um, because they needed sales to go up again and then after that mobile orchestra and then after that didn't really tank but like it, it, it definitely wasn't like why he was popular in the first place it's kind of like the the age old like if you change if you try and change someone they're not gonna like they're not gonna like i don't know just go watch the movie yesterday yeah. <laughs> um so then he left his uh music company and then wrote his own album which was fantastic uh, kind of an autobiography of his life which um i would love to play if i had time but i think we're out but well not not out of time but you know i'm just rambling on at this point yeah i'm gonna play you a song from his first ep <laughs> okay let's um, do that <laughs> this this perfectly encapsulates the our city that i know 
absolute escapism. Like it's very similar to Since I Left You, the song and the, al- the album in, in the sense of you, you put this on when you're feeling bad and there's no way you're not going to feel bad after this because this is just such a bundle of joy. Um, this, it's very aquatic themed. It's, it's, it's kind of like imagining that you're in the city at a desk job and you're imagining going away and spending time with your girlfriend that's on holidays at the moment. Mm. Um, and that's what this song's about. He's just kind of like dreaming that he was with his girlfriend. So, um, yeah, I'll just play it for you now. I am stuck in LA through the week and can't get away. And you're alone on the pier in West Palm Beach on your holiday. Stormy nights reawake the stomach ache that I've acquired from feeling down. Things look grim. And I'm so sick of being tired Apartment lights go dark And it's depressing But what can I do? The midnight streets feel dead When I am so used to driving with you Brighter lights fill the night And bluer skies reflect in your eyes As I inspect If you're still up when the ships in the port prepare to set sail, comb the beach and put those blue flowers up in your ponytail inside my head. Your voice is still resounding, but what can I do? The empty rooms feel cold when I am so used to. Absorb the summer sun and think of me when you explore hidden coves and tiny island chains throughout the sea. Can you still hear my voice when I'm outside from over the phone? For what it's worth, darling dear, I wish you were here because I feel
What do you think of that one, Aaron? Yeah. It definitely sounds like an Owl City song. Yeah. I'll put it that of way. Of course. Um, like, um, you know, he, has a, he has a very distinct style. Yeah. Um, well, this is like his style as of the first EP. And the like first his, early, albums. his early yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. Like um, he definitely does move away from it, which is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, um, he actually did a project like two years ago where he um, just did a bunch of film scores for everything, but like not actual films. Like he would kind of do public service broadcasting and not actually have the sound bites, but like he would do a, uh, an album on the lunar landing and like the sinking of the Titanic and um, yeah. like the explorers of a certain country and like, you know, that sort of like human achievement sort of things. And he's a, he's a very talented composer, even though that's, let's be honest, quite a basic song. Like there's, it's, there's not much to it. Um, it just encapsulates um, a lot of just visuals for me. Like, yeah, the, 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 there's the the lyrics they hardly make sense, but that doesn't matter because it's all about the vision or the the vibe a song gives off. That's that's what's really most important a lot of the time. That's just my opinion, though. But I'll get off our city, Aaron. I've got one more song to show you. Guess what band it is? Coldplay. <laughs> You're right, Aaron. Imagine Dragons. This is from the Despacito by Coldplay. <laughs> Lord Huron has no, <laughs> permeated, <it can't> <laughs> permeated my music tastes throughout the last year and a bit. Um, I first heard them from 30 Reasons Why. Uh, the Night We Met featured heavily in season one and season two. Um, and then I decided to kind of check out a bit more of, of what Lord Huron's about. And Lord Huron encapsulates everything I love about music. It's well-written, and its storytelling is unparalleled. They've got three different albums. All three have, for the most part, separate stories about specific characters that, um, well, they all do different things, I guess. But um, Specific characters that do different things. Thanks for yeah. that explanation, Jordan. <laughs> well, okay, look. Articulate. <laughs> okay. So their first album, <laughs> their first album is like what you get when you traveled back to like the almost like the wild west um and um it's it's a story of a man who sets out to prove his love for for the lady in his little mining village um and yeah it's kind of like uh, each the storyline with that album is like each song is a different book written by an author um who you know spent a lot lot of time outdoors yeah and there's even like um like the the books were supposed to, supposedly written by this man named George Ranger Johnson. You can you can uh, you can actually go to George Ranger George Ranger Johnson dot com and actually take a look at his like synopsis and stuff. And it, he, he's a completely fake character, but it's all like the lore made for this album. Mm. Um, the song I'm going to be playing from is the second album though, um, Strange Trails, and it's it's definitely got like a lot of similarities, but this one's more of like a '50s greasy gang. Um, mixed in with I don't know it's like an, it's an ensemble of characters living around a tiny American town um, on the outskirts of a forest that um, has a lot of strange happenings going on and it's kind of up to you to kind of learn those different those different mis- like mysteries I guess you could say um, the the album mostly follows like four different people and they interact with different characters as well um it's hard to describe but 
once you kind of, it's one of those things that like, once you've listened to it a few times, you're like, oh wait, no, I like, I, I understand the story now. I won't do it on the first time, but like now that I've like listened to it a couple of times and I know a bit more of the lyrics, I can, I can really understand the story that's, that's happening here. Mm. And I love this album. Everyone knows I've loved this album. I've mentioned it a million times in this podcast before. This is my favorite song from the album. It's called Fool for Love. And it's about a man who goes into a bar to start a fight with a man um, over this girl he has a crush on. But he hasn't really thought it through very much because he's kind of scrawny and the guy he's going up against is massive. And the results, you'll just have to hear for yourself. So here's Fool for Love by Lord Huron.
I just realized it was supposed to be today that Dylan and I were going to be going to a Lord Huron concert. Oh man, I love Lord Huron so much. I, I, I'm trying not to be too fanatic about it because I feel as though the more fanatic I am about it, the less likely someone else is likely to listen to it. For example, Panic at the Disco. I'll never listen to Panic at the Disco. Like, if you love me, let me go. <laughs> Like, well, like, as in, like, I don't think I'll ever get into Panic at the Disco because I'm, I've just been turned off by all the fan girls just being like, Brandon, you're a god and all that sort of stuff. And I'm, don't get me wrong, fantastic voice, but like, I'm so oh, yeah. sick of hearing about it. So I just don't want to do that. But at the same time, I really love Lord Huron. So if you have... Uh, yeah, if, you're fangirl in Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about it, Aaron? Yeah. Honest opinion. I, I can't get into it, Yeah, to be honest. That's it's okay. Just, just not for me. Not for you? That's no. fine. Uh, everyone, everyone can have a wrong opinion. That's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, well, that, guess that, what, Jordan? Technologic is the greatest song on earth. <laughs> Buy it, use it, break it, fix uh, it, trash you know it, what, change Aaron, it, melt, upgrade that, it, chart it, part it, zoom it, press it, snap it, work it quicker, re- rearrange it. Tre- I need to re- remember the lyrics. Write it, cut, cut it, paste it, save it, load it, quick, uh, quick, quick erase it. That's it I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I, was I need to relearn going. the lyrics because I used to know them yeah. to the point yeah, and yeah. now I'm very rusty at it so I need to relearn the lyrics of Technologic by Daft Punk but anyway uh, back is, to Lord is, Huron is there, well okay so <laughs> if yeah I, I definitely recommend checking out Strange Trails it's probably the most accessible out of all three of their albums their third one called Vide Noir is a bit more of a I guess you could say it's their Wild of Mind. It always happens on the third album, I guess, where they switch. <laughs> it's to always the, more, the third. Yeah, so, of they anything. switch to a more electric sound, but they kind of continue. One of the character stories from Strange Trails, um, the the character that was singing then, he um he's looking for the girl of his dreams, and then he finally gets it at the end of the album. But Vide Noir is kind of about how he um uh, she runs away, and he's looking for her. So he uh. He drives across the country and he, he's looking for his his girlfriend. So, yeah, that's it's another amazing album. And uh, I'm just going to stop talking about them. Okay. <laughs> well, Is thank there, you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to ask before we wrap this up. Um, I think we should uh, say to each other what our favorite songs of each that we showed each other was. So, for example, the favorite one that you showed me was the one that starts with B <laughs> that had that really uh, vibey, like that really energetic. It was like mid, it was uh, like one of your, let me get my um, playlist. Maybe up. wait, were they one of the ones that collaborated on the Johannesburg album? Uh, Beatenberg. Beatenberg. Yes. Beatenberg. The song South you showed Africa. me by Beatenberg is probably Bowerbird by Beatenberg. Bowerbird by Beatenberg. Okay, cool. BB by BB. Yeah, cool. Sweet. BB by BB. That was probably the, my favorite one that you showed me. Yeah. And um, so, <laughs> and for you, and we wonder. I, I really liked the Plastic Age. Sweet. Yeah. It's a the it's, Plastic Age. I it. It just hit different. Yeah. Um, Listen to that one a couple of times and then maybe try out yeah, the but, full and album. Also, but also um, Go as well really yeah. got me as well. So yeah, it's kind of a tie between those two. They're ones that I really want to 
I really think you'll to. enjoy the the Race of Space album. Um, yeah, it's not all that exciting. There are a, like like the there are a couple songs in the beginning that are a bit slower, but um, I it, I think I'll give the whole album a listen. Yeah, though. it's great while playing uh, Cable Space Program. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> a race to space while playing the, Space Program. They their other um, albums include uh, Inform, Educate, Entertain which is about modern inventions of the 1900s for the most part. So there's one about color TV. It's one about fashion becoming more popular. Fashion. Yeah. Uh, fashion becoming fashionable. There's one about <laughs> there's one about how cars are becoming more dangerous and they used to play really graphic, like very graphic um, videotapes of like car crashes and stuff. Um, uh, as like... As, as um, after school specials in like um, school. So like they'd sit down on the kids and like show them like car crashes where people like get mangled and killed and stuff being like, this is what happens when you don't, like drive safely guys i think they almost need to bring that back in today's society <laughs> well, to be sort honest of, yeah <laughs> like yeah but um, that's a discussion for a different day yeah. um, um, <laughs> so like uh another one they do uh they do one about the summit of everest my favorite one's called night mail it's about the train system that delivers <laughs> mail it's in a, london it's an album about a train, train system it's not an album it's, it's a song it's a but song it, it's about, about a train system there, there was there was one there, there used to be one train that would bring all the letters from london up through england overnight it just filled carriage by carriage by carriage with letters brim. letters letters so many letters with letters letters, wow, <laughs> letters. Is, My that's cabinet. so much green jordan um and then the third album after the massive race for space was about the coal mining industry in Wales, which sounds boring as. And <laughs> yes. you know what? It actually isn't. It's actually a really good album because they actually went to like one of the coal mining towns that is kind of like forgotten. And um, I know, I guess, I, I guess it's, it's, it's a good album because it's like what happens when the one thing that is feeding your town ceases to exist and how do people like move on from that? And it's actually really cool. Yeah. Um, then they did another EP about the sinking of the Titanic called White Star Liner. So I'd recommend that one as well. I've spoken way too much. I apologize. This episode is over an hour and a half long. Yay. Thanks for listening to me. <laughs> Ramble. <laughs> Ramble. I'm sorry. But but if you did enjoy this episode, please let us know by emailing us <laughs> at thetastefulpodcast at gmail.com. That is T-H-E-T-A-S-T-F-U-L-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll hope to see you next week for more antics from the Tasteful Podcast. My name is Jordan. And the Tasty Boys. And I'm signing out. Bye, everyone. Bye.